0: Positive Talk Radio and yes 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 if you are a fan of ours you've seen that face before somewhere she, she was she's <laughs> was previously on and she's back again her name is Jamie Cheryl and she is shirling excuse me um and she is an author and she's she's um just survived a storm in in Wisconsin and and stuff like that so so it's great to have you here Cheryl how or, uh, Jamie how are you I'm doing well thanks Kevin oh very nice i if I could pronounce your name and get that straight that would be really good uh, you have but, Jamie
1: uh, right which is the most important one
0: that's that is that is I would and last time you were here we talked about your book by the way how's it going how's it how's it doing
1: it's going well I've actually shifted gears it's funny how things can change in a very short amount of time that I have really started editing the second book.
0: Oh, so really? That happened.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. So so
0: the second book is already at the, is it you're editing it or did you send it to the editor?
1: Working with the editor. So we go back and forth just in a document, track changes. So I sent it off weeks ago and now got it back and I have work to do. <laughs> so I send it back to her again.
0: Is it is it like a, uh, A school teacher where she does everything in red ink. and Pretty much, yeah. Oh, jeez.
1: You think, wow, I don't know anything about grammar. I do know things about grammar. But it's more quotation, some quotation marks are different places and commas. But then it's also, tell me more about this and tell me more about this and tell me more about that. And I'm thinking, that's work. I don't want to tell you more about it right now.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, I, 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 go ahead.
1: No, go ahead.
0: I've never written a book, so I really would have no earthly idea how uh, meticulous you have to be when you get to the stage of where you're editing for the book, and then you've got somebody that that is their life um that they they've studied the english language and they they understand what's supposed to be and all the rules and all of that that i have no earthly idea about so it would be it would be pretty painful to Mm -hmm. then go through your manuscript and to redo the things that she would want you to redo uh, without changing the concept of the story which was the original idea at the beginning
1: Mm -hmm. luckily it's nice that i actually like the edits, the easy edits she makes. Because in track changes, I just click accept, 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 accept. Ah. Those are the easy ones. The ones where I have to dig deeper into things, that's more difficult.
0: <laughs> now, and she wants you to dig. She wants more explanation of what it is that you're talking about?
1: Well, there, I, I definitely won't spoil anything because this, not even, there are a lot of people who just don't know anything about a certain event in my life and it is a pretty significant trauma and it's not great. So having to dig into that memory is painful. So yes, if you're retelling fun stories, that's one thing. But if you are retelling traumatic stories and then it's, I want more details. Tell me more about this. Tell me more about this and setting or actions. What exactly did someone say?
0: That's that can be, you don't necessarily ever want to, you know, re, cause that brings it up and then you end up reliving a uh, yes. traumatic event and mm-hmm. then, and then things that you had totally forgotten about, I would imagine, mm-hmm. uh, come up when you're retelling the story. And, uh, so it adds even more trauma to the trauma.
1: Exactly. That that is exactly, that's what it's been for me. So.
0: Well, I'm sorry, but I'm glad you're writing the book and I'm glad you're getting it out there. By the way, her first book is From Queens to Queens, How the Madison County Drag Community Saved My Life. Madison Drag Community Saved My Life, uh, which is, I didn't know there was, we talked about this before, I didn't know there was one in uh, Madison County, um, but there is, and which is, which is great. And they, they saved your life, When you were at a particular low point, is that where you found them? Yeah, I
1: found them before I was at the low point, which I'm so grateful for because I found them in a very unexpected way. I became friends with people who happened to be drag queens. So I had the different experience than some people who go to a drag show and they see the drag queens and maybe they'll eventually become friends with them or kind of the other way, whereas I met them it's like, oh, this is this person. And then they, oh, they happen to do this performance art activity. And so I found them when I wasn't in that particular space and then became better friends, became better friends. And then when I was in that super low spot, they were there for me.
0: They became your safety net.
1: They sure did.
0: Along with our fishnet stockings. I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes, also true. <laughs>
0: and and it was now um i've often often wondered are there can you buy stiletto heels in in sizes that that like like i wear a size 12 e? E. are there are there stiletto heels that you can buy in that size
1: they exist or they wouldn't be able to perform i don't know where they get them i haven't asked but they find them Mm -hmm.
0: it's, it's now I have always wondered how women deal with high heels. I can't can't imagine how I would try and deal with high heels. I'd break my ankles.
1: I will say some are definitely more comfortable than others. I have found over years and years of wearing heels. Some actually are comfortable. I think it depends on the shape and what the material is, how high the heel is, if it's a skinnier heel or a chunkier heel. And then some are horribly uncomfortable. So it just depends on the shoe.
0: See, I I was a uh, lady shoe salesman when I was young, and uh, and so I would uh, fit w- women's feet, and of course, the big thing was that uh, all the all women said that they they were size seven. Whether or not they were size seven was yeah. immaterial mm-hmm. to the fact that that's what they were. I'm a size seven. No, mm-hmm. Well, you measuring at a size eight and a half. No, I'm a size seven. Apparently, that has a that's an important aspect of their who who they are, I guess I guess so.
1: I don't know. I'm definitely not a size seven. I know that I think there was a time I was a size seven and my feet have changed not anymore oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah. so um when when you are uh, walking around in high heels, it is I could only imagine that that how painful it would be because isn't all your weight on the balls of your feet and your toes?
1: Yeah, for the most part,
0: yes. Uh, well, that's a story mm-hmm. for another time. I'm never going to need heels. I can promise you. There you, you go. That.
1: Then don't. Yes.
0: So now you don't want to go into really the the second book because people don't know the story and it's going to be a surprise.
1: Correct. Hmm.
0: And is there and, Are you going to name names and and out anybody or is it? Uh... I'm
1: still deciding that. Still it's so it's such in the rough form right now that I'm thinking it's I wouldn't be surprised if it's six months or a year before it's really ready for people.
0: Are you gonna do what Dragnet does and change the name to protect the innocent or or are you gonna out the people I have changed a few
1: names it. already, but that hasn't been decided yet either. In my first book, I only changed, let's see, I changed like just one or two names. And I asked, so I asked everybody, I just used first name. So that was also part of it. People, it didn't have a first and last name. So if you were either in the Madison area or you really paid attention to drag here, you could figure out who the people were. But for a reader anywhere across the country, a first name wouldn't really mean much of anything. But I did ask everybody first and one person asked to have a different name. So I gave that person a different name,
0: Ah, but everybody
1: uh, else said, sure. Fine. And again, they were first names.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it, I'm sure that you portrayed them. I know from Queens to Queens in a, in a very positive light. Um, Yes.
1: I told, well, it was interesting when I asked people, there was a range of answers. Some being sure, go ahead, do whatever you want. The complete trust. And then others, the other end of the spectrum was, well, well, what did you say about me? (laughs) So, and I told everybody, if they asked that question, I said, oh, my friends all sound great. The friends sound good. Every sounds good. There was one character who did not sound particularly good. And
0: could they guess who that was?
1: Oh, yeah, it was very obvious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did not leave much to the imagination who that person was. Uh, but everyone okay. else sounded great so if you were a friend and your name was in the book nothing to be concerned about
0: so these 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 books that you're writing are really autobiographical is that is that or are they historical autobiographical slash novels
1: i would say autobiographical for sure they're about me i don't really I wouldn't say historical because I don't go into the history. Like, I definitely don't talk about the history of drag. I mean it's very interesting, and there are other great books that have already been written about it by people much more knowledgeable than me.
0: Like uh, what is it? the Lacage I forget the name of that, of the, of the uh, Broadway show that was that featured that featured drag. Oh,
1: now, I can't think of it either. I'm thinking kinky boots, but that's probably not what you mean. And that really wasn't about drag. They just happened to wear really fabulous heeled boots.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, Lecaje Fon. Le Le anyway, uh, I don't speak French, can you tell? I don't either. Oh, so <laughs> in any event. So what's, what are you up to besides uh, um, uh, writing books and, and, and carrying on? I'm just living life, you know, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I having, I
1: have metastatic breast cancer, so I will be most likely in treatment the rest of my life. And I think that is something that people don't understand. I definitely didn't really know about metastatic breast cancer when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer. So that diagnosis was back in 2018 and went through, I had a surgery, I went through treatment, I had radiation and chemotherapy, lost my hair had used, I had a port that was in and all in total is probably a good nine months of everything altogether. And then I had the port taken out. And as far as I knew, everything's good. You're great. Great. And then fast forward to spring of 2021. Well, actually really fall of, really fall of 20, I was starting to have some back pains, didn't think much of it, thought about pandemic thought about sitting too much I don't know getting older as some people say which you know that's just something I ignore so started to get wanted to take care of my back and then finally in the spring of 2021 I just had routine blood work didn't think much of it and my blood work was actually fine but my oncologist who I think oh I forgot. I did change the name of my oncologist in the book and my surgeon, because I felt like, I don't know, HIPAA, weird something. I didn't want to put their names. So they have different names, my oncologist and my surgeon, and but they know who they are. My my oncologist has a copy of my book. So he, I don't. he had read a good portion of it. I don't know if he's done with it yet, but I think he knows who he is. <laughs> and he's just a wonderful human being who asked the question of, How's life? How you doing? And I said, Oh, you know, fine. Oh, my back hurts all the time, not thinking anything of it, and definitely not really thinking cancer, because it's like, well, we took care of that and this isn't related. And sure enough, head tests, had MRIs and scans and all the things. You take a test and you wait. You take a test and you wait. And then and I could tell he was concerned. And sure enough, there was a tumor wrapped around my spine, which is why I was having so much back pain so they did radiation on that spot really quickly even before they knew for sure it was cancer they did radiation on that spot because he was concerned that based on what this tumor was going to do that it could affect me long term like paralysis and things like that so there's tumor around my spine and then with more tests they found lesions in my liver so and that I also had to explain to people that it's not that I have liver cancer it's that those cancer cells that were connected to my other diagnosis moved the liver. So the way my oncologist said, well, they were asleep and then they just woke up somewhere else. And there is no cure as of right now for metastatic breast cancer. There isn't a cure. So when I actually sign paper, I remember signing paperwork at the start of treatment because you, they list off the reasons for treatment and one gets checked off and it could be a cure. It could be remission. It could be, Improved, just improved general health. So the one that says cured doesn't get checked and you sign off and it's basically you're, they're trying to extend my life as long as possible. But the idea is that it will be there or it could keep popping up in other places, which is fun and scary at the same time.
0: <laughs> Des- Describe <laughs> the fun part, if you will
1: ah uh, not fun i was just being sarcastic
0: yeah I, I, I
1: cope with humor that is something i do if anybody's read my book they probably would know that or if they know me at all so there's definitely been some coping with humor for sure in the last year and yeah because the spot in the spine is good so that's it's just scar tissue now which so that's actually really really great so it doesn't seem to be an issue there but it is Throughout my liver. So, they're trying to work on that and have it not keep spreading across my entire liver.
0: It's a, um, it's kind of like a whack a mole thing.
1: That it? is exactly what it is. Yes. That was something I was going to put in the second book. I wonder if I actually kept that. That <laughs> my body is a game of whack a mole. I actually had already said that, but who knows if it made it back in the book. I don't know. And that's been, so that's one. So, there are two traumas in the second book. I will say that there are two distinct ones and the second one i will spoil because people who know they just know and i also don't think it'd be a big shock that people's cancer comes back so that was one so writing about that has also been difficult like oh yeah i remember that one
0: i gotta i gotta ask you and and, uh i'd like to consider you um a friend and uh i'm really concerned for you um and stuff but but you can also help other people understand a little bit more about what's going on and that is and that is what was what went through your mind i think we all think about it in an abstract kind of way it's like you know if the doctor came to me and said well you've got how would you respond to that and so the question to you is how did you respond when they came in and said you have the big c <laughs>
1: In 2018 or in 2021? Because they were two different experiences.
0: The 2018 would be probably the first, because you hadn't had it before? Correct. And mm-hmm. So it I would did be, not
1: have it before 2018.
0: So it would be really a scary thing because it's brand new and you, you've never had it. And, and you, and you, so, well, let me ask you how, 2018, let's go back. How did you, how, how did that come about that they talked to you about it and all that?
1: So I have to subtract one more year because I had my first mammogram in 2017, preventative, just trying to take good care of myself, had that. And there was a scare that year in that they found a couple spots, they checked them and said, it's not cancer. So in 2017, I was very scared. And then the instruction was come back in a year. So when I went back in 2018, I actually wasn't worried at all because I thought, well, they checked it the last time. It's fine. It was fine then. It's going to be fine now. So it's funny how the time that I didn't have the diagnosis, I was more scared than when I actually did have the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And it was new to me personally, but it wasn't new in that my father had a blood cancer and my brother had a blood cancer. So I had experience in dealing with cancer as a family member. So I think that's different, too, as opposed to someone who's diagnosed that maybe they've either never known someone as a cancer or no one in their immediate circle. So I think that would be different, too, depending on, you know, we're all so different and what your life experiences are coming to that place.
0: Exactly. And um, I'm not sure that I told you that uh, my brother uh, uh, had uh, stage four lung cancer. Did, I, did we mention that? in our I first, don't think first so. One?
1: No, I'm sorry.
0: And he passed away a year ago um, or almost two years ago. It'll be two years in October. And um, he was in uh, Eastern Washington, which is Eastern Washington is kind of a rural area. And so it's got rural doctors and all that kind of stuff. And so they never really, at least he never said that they were really upfront and honest with him. Hmm. He had, lung cancer and that had metastasized to his brain Uh, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. and then he had uh, um, brain surgery because they were scared that he was going to lose his eyesight and it was right by the optic nerve and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. he he had brain surgery but they never addressed the lung cancer itself and they never they never took it out or any of that but they never said to him um you're, you're terminal at least mm. he never told us that he that they never said that he's terminal um and that that was i thought that was weird that they weren't very either he wasn't honest with us or they weren't honest with him which do you think hard
1: those? to say yeah and it i do find that cancer care is different in different spots around the country there's also disparity racially as well which i am i in that Arena, I am fortunate twice. I live in a place where I think their cancer care is amazing here. The Carbon Carbon Cancer Center is very well respected and I think their doctors are incredible and I'm also white. So that I have two things going for me that not everyone does. And I don't know. I def, my brother and my dad also had different experiences just based yeah, where you live. And sometimes it can just come down to the doctor because I can't, I think I'm, my opinion is that the doctors here in Madison, they're all great, but do I know every single one of them? Of course not. And the funny thing is I didn't, I never got a second opinion when I got the diagnosis. I was just assigned, here's your surgeon and here's your oncologist. And I think they're both amazing. And I feel like they're the exact right doctors for me, but that doesn't always happen for sure.
0: Well, and I'm I'm glad that you have uh, a surgeon and an oncologist that you are very comfortable with. That's 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 really, that's really important.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's, I mean, of course, there's the medicine, and your body's just going to do what your body's going to do. But I do think there is something to trusting your care team, even if it's just peace of mind or helpful to your mental health. And I do, I feel like I trust you. You're going to do you're going to do whatever you can do to keep me alive. So keep doing that. So I have a lot of trust in them, which not everyone does. And, and you mentioned Eastern Washington. My father grew up there, actually. So I was there years ago in Spokane. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I know Eastern Washington, actually.
0: Oh, very, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, because I'm I'm sure that this happens a lot. But when you, over the course of time, from 17 till now, has your thoughts on your spirituality on the afterlife on all of those things have you given that more thoughts in in the in that period
1: i haven't and i'm sure some people have i think i've focused more on the here and now and that's been different and as far as knowing that your time i mean we all know we all know we're gonna die obviously spoiler alert we're all gonna die but <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you don't know that but no, but this idea of, Holy
0: shit are you kidding we're all gonna whoops,
1: die yeah whoops I spilled the beans on that one
0: that's but be hearing the third your doctor
1: look. say your life might be lessened is oh oh okay that's different and because of course we all know things happen and you could die unexpectedly anytime but having someone tell you that your life might be shorter than they thought it was going to be or, they, or that you thought it was going to be. That really can mess with your your brain quite a bit. And, and for me, I don't think, I have thought as more about the after, I have put more here thinking, okay, if I have less time here, who do I want to be with? And focusing, I've focused more really on choosing. This is a person I want to spend time with. These are people I want to spend time with. This, the, this is how I want to spend my time that I think I am more, I'm more acutely aware of time than I think many people.
0: Oh, absolutely. In general, Well, it's see, most people go sleepwalking through their life, uh, thinking, again, day to day about, well, I got to go to work, and then I got to go to groceries, and then I got to go to the soccer game, and then I got to go, and they don't talk, they don't think in terms of what happens with somebody that you care about, and you're going to uh, leave them not leave them permanently, but you're going like to work and somebody that you're living with or somebody that you care about or somebody that you're talking to. And, uh, I imagine that you would say, um, uh, make sure that you leave nothing unsaid that you want to have said, because you just don't know. Uh, don't. but it's just, mm-hmm. and it's not, and it's not different for you than it is for, I, my, my mother, I think I told you, maybe not. She was 90. She went to play bridge on Wednesday. I talked to her on Tuesday, which we had our weekly call, played Bridge on Wednesday, went to dinner on Thursday, died on Friday. And so I didn't have a chance to talk to her again. Um and so and I'm not sure that everything was left unsaid. That there was that that we were complete as it mm-hmm. as it were, because you think she was gonna live to be 106. And mm-hmm. she swore that she was gonna live to be 106. And uh, it was just, you know, she was there and then she wasn't. And that happens to all of us. Well, Um, and it happens
1: to me too. I think I'm more aware of time, but I have my days. I have my days of sleepwalking and sleepwalking (laughs) through my job and all those things. So I have it too. I just think I have those moments of being very keenly aware of time, probably more than most people, unless they have a similar diagnosis or they've lost someone recently or something. It's kind of like something jars you into Thinking that way, I think in many cases,
0: no, some people no. just
1: think that way naturally, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Some people are by nature positive, and they're they're thinking in terms of of their life experience and all of that. And some people just don't. I, my best friend who died at sixty four. By the way, I'm going to be sixty five soon. I'm going to really glad about that because my brother died at sixty four, and my friend died at sixty four. I don't want so anyway. Uh, Cheers but, to sixty five. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But you know, it's uh. Uh, i just lost the train of thought of what i was thinking anyway um so but i'm i'm very hopeful that um because it i was watching the news or watching a commercial on tv and that they have a new treatment for um your type of uh, uh breast cancer um or the the metastatic breast cancer that mm-hmm. they said that, that that's a new thing are you aware of that
1: I am not, but again, that's where the trust of my doctors come in. But I feel like if things keep taking, if things took a turn and it was like, we have no other ideas, I would ask them. And I have asked them sometimes because well-meaning people will mention. And so I'll say, hey, what about this? And sometimes it's, oh, you can't do that, or that's a trial or, or something. But right. for now, I feel like we'll just do what you say to do. But they are great that if I brought something up, they would answer my question.
0: good for them good for them so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm really glad well you're gonna have the second book is in uh um editing now and when do you expect to get that out of editing and and to get it published
1: i'm gonna be conservative and say a year it could be sooner but like not even a year like nine months even would be conservative but to think it's the summer then we're starting a school year junior senior in high school next year so
0: so you have a junior and a senior in high school
1: mm -hmm. i will in the fall yes so
0: Ah, so we'll
1: be uh, going through getting ready potentially for college and then all the the pre getting ready for college so yes just boom boom two in a row so it'll be junior senior and then senior again
0: boys or girls
1: so my my younger son and my elder is gender non-binary, so uses they them pronouns. So that's why oh, it's hard. Nice. Assigned female at birth.
0: Ah, very good. Well, um, mm-hmm. that that's perfectly fine. And she can go to the prom or he can go to the prom or however they choose to make that work for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's 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 awesome. So um so with your with your kids at that age teenagers mm-hmm. it's a t- it's a tough time i can't imagine being a teenager in this day and age
1: me neither me neither it's well, just the last in this day and age in general and then the last two years they've went through oh yeah just uh, yeah so i think they're working through things and then the thought of getting out of high school and on to other adventures i like that idea and i I think they both like that idea too
0: it's it is you know 18 is a good for me it was a good time uh because i i was out on my own when i was 18 19 right in there and uh so you know you there's some stress and responsible responsibilities sure but but that's okay i got to do (laughs) and like i was told years later by an employer you know you're not a very good employee because I'm used to being on my own and doing what I what I wanted to do. So so that's 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 the upside of um now my kids are in their 30s and they just want me to come over and bring my checkbook.
1: Of course they do. <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you know, dad, and it's tougher now than it used to be in your day. I never thought that I'd be in a position where somebody would say in your day. No kidding. Mhm. But I was—I got a uh, um, a comment on one of the podcasts, and it was it had to do with a technical issue of sound. And the the, the, guy, the guy said, "Yeah, when when the guest was speaking, and we, it was loud, and then when the old guy was speaking, it's like, <laughs> hey, huh, that's not nice.
1: No, that is not nice. So, he,
0: he, but it's 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 tough. So, uh, but." Uh, I want to thank you for coming here and talking with me. It's it's thank you for you, having you, me. Well you're 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 an awesome person. And uh I, I really wish you every moment of happiness in in your lifetime.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Same back to you.
0: Yeah, because you know, you never know. And and uh and we just do the best we can. That's just all to, we
1: can do. Mm-hmm. Just
0: do the best you can and and the cool thing is that uh, you're going to leave an imprint Uh, regardless of anything else you've got a couple of books that are going to leave an imprint on people who read them and i think that's cool thank you and i know that wasn't your intention when you wrote them um but uh by the way what what motivated you to write everything down and to write uh from queens to queens
1: from queens to queens it was really that community i felt I was so grateful to them, and I just felt like everyone needs to know how great they are. Everyone needs to to know them, like I know them. Cool, kind of like a love letter, like a big, long love letter to them.
0: Exactly. Now, I think that would be a great screenplay and would make a great movie. What do you think?
1: I agree. I'm, I completely agree. If you know anybody, if anybody's listening, I still wouldn't be upset if. Reese Witherspoon just happened to read my book one of these days. She's got a book club. She likes books, and it's a short read. You could read it in a day. Reese could knock that out. And then who
0: knows? Yep, and then it is, it's an um, underground lifestyle that a lot of people don't know the ins and outs of. Or, and, but I'm sure that, as you know, a lot of the people that, that are in that community are really seriously funny people.
1: Oh, hilarious. And really, when I, I feel so, wait a minute, conceited and what are you saying? The book, it's not even like, oh, it should be a movie because everyone needs to know about me. No, everyone needs to know about them. And I also think drag can be so visually appealing. Just the idea of seeing it on screen, I can see it. And I feel like that alone is just so, so appealing to people's eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, well, and it's it's all over the top. The music would be phenomenal,
1: of course. Uh, mm-hmm. exactly. The music, the pictures, just yes, costumes, all of that the, the
0: the interactions with people, it would be I think that it would be uh, exceedingly funny and uh, would be a, a real visual display. I agree with
1: you. I agree. I just and i and I haven't pursued that, obviously, in a specific way, but I'm thinking that's not how it's going to work. I keep thinking that if it got to that point, it would be someone passed it to someone who passed it to someone, to a cousin's brother's sister, somebody, assistant, and then it finally got to somebody. I feel like that's how it would happen. It wouldn't happen in a traditional straight line way.
0: It never does. It never no. does. But if it's destined to have it happen, that's then uh, um, now, have you ever worked at or written a screenplay? I, I have no. no idea how that would even go.
1: I I don't either. I think I'm just, this is my guess. I I can't speak to it, but I feel like it's, you're adding in probably actions and scenes. And then my book actually has a fair amount of dialogue. So I think it's, I would think the screenplay is, well, sometimes you need to take things out because how many books are made and you read the book, they can't put the entire book. No, In a movie, because it's too long. So you have to choose what you're focusing on. Yeah, I think more like scenes and directions are probably a part of a screenplay, but I would want that to be in someone else's hands. I will say that right now. Someone else, someone else. <laughs> Hopefully someone very smart and talented, I would hope. <laughs> it's, it's fun, but it's also scary to think like, wow, what if that did happen and you lost creative control? So you're just thinking- um, I do want this to be made, but I want it to be made well. So can we make sure that happens too? But hopefully it would. Well, you'd have talented, smart, educated people making it.
0: Well, nobody wants to make a movie that bombs. However, That's very true, are-
1: exactly. They want it to be good, so they would work hard to make it good.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, there are a lot of them that do bomb but uh you know because they they make so many of them it's like it's like being an author they make you know there's so many books that are out there Mm -hmm. Um, oh
1: absolutely the amount that come out in a year it's just staggering
0: well it's like podcasts hey i don't know let's go have a podcast everybody wants to do that and and stuff so Mm -hmm. it it makes it tough but your book is special so people need to go buy it and they Um, need to go to your website which is ydysweets.com, and uh you can order it from Amazon, from Barnes & Noble, from um, Mystery to Me. Is that a is that a, a retailer?
1: It's an independent bookstore in Madison. So,
0: Oh, very nice. I love that mm-hmm. I'm in a
1: couple local stores. So especially for people local to me, I like the idea of go give this local business some support.
0: Exactly. Now, um, I've always considered um, Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. In kind of the Bible Belt kind of kind of thing area is that is that change? ish? ish? Uh,
1: I feel like more a little more south might be more true that way, but but I do think there are a lot of religious folk here. So,
0: and do they do they get along with the drag community okay? And and there are no problems?
1: I feel like I live in a little bit of a bubble that is Madison, and I am very grateful for that. Is they, it's a
0: college town, isn't it?
1: It's a, exactly. We have the college, the college that I went to, so I'm a proud Badger. And then the state capitol is here, and then the governor lives here, so you have those pieces. And different parts of the state are different than Madison, I would say.
0: By the way, you just brought up an interesting point. You had a quarterback there 10 years ago uh, who – is uh now who was with the seattle sauna it's super Seattle seahawks now he's with the denver broncos yes
1: Uh, russell wilson i'm a fan (laughs) yes i knew about russell wilson before a lot of people because russell wilson went to nc state which is where my brother went Ah. and and a lot of people think too that he transferred to wisconsin that's not true he got his undergrad from nc state and then came to wisconsin and got his master's
0: because he had another year of eligibility.
1: Exactly, but he and... didn't transfer per se. So he did graduate from NC State. And my brother just said, "Oh, this quarterback, Russell Wilson, he's going to Wisconsin." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Didn't really think anything of it, and here we are. Russell was fine. He was addition the Rose
0: Bowl, and 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 I can't remember if they won or lost that game, but he had a couple of heartbreaking games. I
1: I think, unfortunately, I think they lost the Rose Bowl, but he did did he want to see he did win one super bowl i think am i right about that or am i wrong about
0: that
1: okay i thought he won one
0: he won a super bowl and came within a a half of a yard of winning a second one Mm -hmm. um but that it it was fun
1: to get to watch him play here so
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so so he was a wisconsin badger and uh -hmm. and the 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 interesting thing was they were getting the reason he left nc state also is because he wanted to do baseball as well and they said nope you can't do that and and stuff so you know he he turned out to be a a, a miracle for us that's for darn sure we are so, happy to
1: have him in wisconsin as long as we did
0: yes indeed and it was uh, you, you only had him one year but i know but it was, it was a fun he, year he, he played well
1: Mm -hmm. He played and
0: it was a surprise to you guys because you didn't you didn't really know him all that well.
1: Right. It's odd when you just get someone new like that, as opposed to someone you have a freshman and sophomore quarterback and they're moving up and getting better rather than just he's here and he's really fun to watch and pretty great. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so you are a football fan.
1: I am definitely a Badger fan. I don't really follow the NFL too much.
0: Ah, Well, that's because, well, you've got Green Bay up there.
1: Yeah, but I'm not, again, from Queens to Queens, I'm not from Wisconsin originally. So I grew up on the East Coast. And I will say, and I think a lot of people know this, Wisconsin, Madison is a super fun place to watch a football game. You know, my my 16-year-old son will point out to people that it's, you know, one of always top ranked in ESPN game days. And it really is a fun place. Even if you're not that into football, you can have fun at the game, I think, where that's Maybe not always the case, and maybe not always the case in the NFL. But I think Camp Randall—it's a good place to watch a game.
0: College football is an animal unto itself. True. Um mm-hmm. there isn't and other than maybe the uh, um, the March Madness for the basketball teams, but but football—you oh, yeah. know—it's a—it's a spectacle, and that that stadium holds like a hundred thousand people. I think, doesn't it?
1: It's a little less than that, but it's one of the bigger ones. And it's actually getting expanded, so I don't know what the final... They're working on some kind of expansion right now. I don't know all these things. My teenager tells me these things. He <laughs> He's up on everything. He knows it. And he wants to go to Wisconsin, so we'll see.
0: Oh, is he a ball player?
1: He is not. He could be. He just doesn't want to. He's 16 and 6'2", so...
0: Oh, wow. I yeah, wish I was wouldn't. 6'2". I it's would.
1: very weird to look up to your child. <laughs> and that's been the case for... Gosh, I think he passed me maybe a year, at least a year ago, maybe a little more. So it's very weird, and especially being the younger one, you know, that thought of you're the baby, but you are taller than me. So yeah, now he's I'm I, he's six two, maybe taller. It's very weird.
0: That must but, be also weird when he goes, "Hi, mom, how mm-hmm. are you?"
1: Yeah, I, I was talking with my best friend on the phone, and we talk every day, but usually not around the kids. And I think I had taken a walk, or I came back inside, and he said hi, and she says who is that man? She had no idea it was him. I said, hello? She's like, oh, my gosh. So it just seemed to drop overnight. So, yes, he's in a very low voice,
0: which There's a now I'm used to it. Half. But if you
1: hadn't heard it in a while, it really threw. It really threw anti-KG.
0: <laughs> well, that's the the excitement of being a 16-year-old boy. I I, mm-hmm. I remember vaguely. It, mm-hmm. It's It's an exciting and scary time all at the same time.
1: Yes, I would agree with that. And it seems that way for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and he'll, because, you know, you still at 16 and a loving mom like you are, I'm sure that he wants, still wants to take his six foot, two inch frame and crawl onto your lap and, and uh, cuddle. Um, well,
1: but. he will still, he would call me from a classroom to ask me a question, who knows probably something, maybe important, maybe not, but I then he would say goodbye, and he'd say, love you, bye. And I'm thinking, not all 16-year-olds would do that, so. Nope, oh, nope. Oh, that's so sweet. And it, he just, it's... it doesn't even cross, I think he doesn't, either it doesn't cross his mind or he doesn't care. He's a kid that definitely some things that other teens would, oh, I'm not going to do that, or how does that look? Nah, he doesn't, that's not him. So, well,
0: you've raised him that way, that's good,
1: I guess so. I've tried he's he's special all on his own, but I have worked hard.
0: We are all special all on our own, but if you can give a kid self esteem that they are happy with the the person that they look in the mirror at and uh and they feel good about themselves, you've done your job, mom, and then the rest of it you know you you trust that he's gonna be fine,
1: indeed, that's the hope.
0: Yes, indeed. By the way, we are talking again with Jamie Shirling. Is it Shirling? You got it. Shirling. Shirling. Uh, (laughs) Jamie Shirling. She's an author. She's got a a book from Queens to Queens. Uh, Get that get that book. It's a it's a marvelous read. And she's got another book that's coming that uh, when you get that book done, you have to come back on my show. Will you do that? You got it. Hmm.
1: I can tell you. I can tell you the working title if you want.
0: Yes, please. That. And it
1: might change. So we'll know if someone listens to this, and who knows later. But here we go. I'm tough. Dot dot dot. And I cry a lot. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It pretty much sums me up as a human. So. That's the working title. I mentioned it and I had had this title actually maybe even a year ago that it just came to my mind and I mentioned it to my my best friend and and mentioned it and he said, "Oh my God, you've never said anything more true about yourself in your life. <laughs> so the, that title might stick so I'm tough and I cry a lot
0: As, and that because you're human and yeah. and you're emotionally available. Uh, which a lot of people are not. I
1: think it helps. I mean, it's exhausting sometimes, but I think it's better in the long run.
0: Yes, indeed. So I'm going to step myself aside here. Step myself aside. I wish English was my first language. Uh, I'm going to step aside here and let you tell our audience anything that you would like them to know for now or in the future.
1: I would like you to know that it's healthy to feel everything that you're feeling, and if someone tries to tell you otherwise, well, I'm going to say they're wrong.
0: I, I agree with you hundred percent, and uh, you're—you know—you got a lot of guts. You got a lot of—you a lot of got a lot of flair, a lot of passion, and uh, you're just a good person. And I want to thank you for being on the show. And continuing to be on the show because I'm going to make you come back. You just
1: let me know. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you. And you have a wonderful day. Go to ydysweets.com. You can get the book from Queens to Queens, How the Madison Drag Community Saved My Life. And uh you can order it in a bunch of different ways. I suggest you order it from Mystery to Me. It's a small bookstore in Madison. And I think a uh, a brick-and-mortar seller that's an independent, uh, they're going of the, the way of the dodo bird. So uh, I think th- that you should support them whenever you can. And uh, I want to thank you again for being here.
1: Thank you again for having me.
0: And if you'll wait right there, I will be right back. Be kind to one another because each other's